It's the Gardner-Webb Coaches Show Podcast, presented by Alpha Graphics South Charlotte, the premier custom printing, marketing, and signage company located in the heart of Charlotte. Visit alphagraphicssouthcharlotte.com. Here's your host, Phil Constantino. Softball season in Boiling Springs starts this week, and we welcome to the Coaches Show podcast Bailey Wigness, the head coach of the Gardner-Webb softball program in her third season. Our conversation with Coach Wigness, as always, is presented by our friends at Alpha Graphics South Charlotte. Family-owned and operated for over 25 years, Alpha Graphics South Charlotte is the premier printing company and design solution serving the Charlotte market. Owner and operator Rich Shepler brings over 35 years of industry experience to the table, and his team of marketing and communications experts can help you expand your brand. Visit alphagraphicsouthcharlotte.com. That's alphagraphicsouthcharlotte.com, or call 704-849-9292, 704-849-9292. Bailey, it is season number three for you here at Gardner-Webb. How you feeling on the eve of the season? I feel pretty good. First of all, thanks for having me on the show, Phil. Always a pleasure to sit down and chat with you for a little bit. But yeah, year three, we're uh, we're healthy. We're you know another year older and more mature, and we're very optimistic for for this 2024 season. Let's talk about the growth of the program. In your two prior seasons, improved win total, improved position in the Big South Conference standings each year. But more so than that, as someone who watches a lot of your games, clearly a more cohesive and a cleaner brand of softball. Clearly building blocks, clearly progress. Where's this program now from when you got here and really took over uh, quite the precarious situation a couple of years ago? Yeah, uh, a couple of years ago it was... It was a tough situation, um, and just like you said, the last two years we've been focusing on our building blocks and um, you know recruiting the right fits for Gardner Webb. Um, working on, like you said, the cohesiveness, playing together as a family, um, just playing playing better softball. Really, that's that's what it comes down to. So two years we've kind of spent trying to build that, and I think we've we've done that. Um, you know, I think. When you're trying to build a program, you have to start there. You got to be patient with it. So, not really where we wanted to finish last year, but like you said, improvement in all areas. So, you know, just trying to to build upon that and you know make this year the 180 180 switch from 2021. You feel like you have the team to do that? Yeah, definitely. So last year we we struggled a little bit. You know, we had 12 freshmen on the roster, um, and so they struggled a little bit. I think just getting used to college softball and you know having a lot of them having to carry big roles on that on that team last year so they're another year more mature and they just they came back this fall just completely different kids I mean they've they've grown up so much and so um you know we're excited about our sophomore class we added um a couple transfers that will be um very impactful for us and and you know I feel like the last two years we've been riddled with injuries uh in the fall throughout the entire season and this year we're, we're healthy. So um, just trying to keep it that way and uh, see, see how things go from there. You can never have too much pitching. It felt like last year you were very reliant on one arm, Andrea Lyon. 
What have you done this year to try and address that and maybe build some depth in the circle? Definitely. So, first of all, Andrea Lyon, the last couple years, has been battling just kind of nagging injuries. She is 100% healthy for the first time in her career here. So, we're definitely going to rely on her. But we went out and we got a, a grad transfer, Ellie Doolittle from Georgia State. She threw a majority of their innings last year. She's played against, you know, the Sun Belt Conference is, is a tough conference in softball. So, she's played against some of the best teams in the country. So, she's certainly going to help with us um and carrying a lot of weight and then you know we had three freshman pitchers last year who are now sophomores so I think just their growth um and their maturity has been great so we definitely will rely on all of them but um you know we're really excited for for our grads to kind of have have a breakout season Andrea still the number one ah Phil I can't I can't release that information um no it's actually um you know, we, we don't really do one, two, three, four, five. We kind of do, you know, who's going to be our starters, who's going to be our relievers, who's going to be our closer, kind of more of, of what a baseball model might look like. Mm-hmm. Um, so Andrea will um, start a lot of games for us, but, you know, we're going to go with the, with the best matchups. But she's, she's tough. She's, she's competitive. So, you know, we'll see how she does. But she's also thrown in some really big games in her career here and, you know, held her own against every single one of them. It's not just the pitching, but when I say the team felt very reliant on Andrea, she was also your best hitter. That's not abnormal in softball. Um, It felt like there was a little bit more depth in the lineup, though, behind her. Uh, Who else besides Andrea Lyon do you think, maybe it's a newcomer, we should keep our eyes on this year that could have a big year, especially in the batter's box? Yeah, there's there's quite a few. We're actually really excited about our offense. Um, You know, the last two years it has been – Reliant on Andrea and a couple, you know, players at the top of the lineup this year were were very much more um, strong throughout one through nine. But I think Adrienne Vicentine, she's a a graduate this year. She was first team all conference last year. Um, I expect her to have a breakout year again this year. Um, Araceli Pescada, she um, was probably our most consistent hitter my first year. Uh, did not play last year due to an injury, but she's back and she will definitely help us out. Um, Jalen Teneo, she's a, a junior college transfer. Uh, she's she's going to be a huge piece of our lineup, just super consistent, um, gap-to-gap power. And then uh, Annika McLaughlin, she's a sophomore um, slapper. She uh, made the all-freshman team in the Big South, so she's very consistent. So I think we have enough pieces to kind of – uh, you know, string a lot of runs together this year. What I like about what I hear from you and what I like about what I've seen, and you tell me if this is wrong or not, but it seems like based on uh, the conversation a couple of minutes ago, this is where the, the program is at. You have people who are back. You have people who have grown from within. Uh, in the age of everyone's plug-in and placing, the age of the transfer portal, uh, one-time transfer, multi-time transfers, now I guess can play right away. You have a team that you brought in as youngsters that has grown together. That's what it feels like, and and that's why it feels like maybe this season on the on the softball diamond, the dogs are ready to break out. Definitely. So, so what is that a fair assessment? Yeah. So I think you're right with the transfer portal. You know, people, especially our conference. You know, they they got hit hard by the portal. Um, we retained a hundred percent of of our roster except for those who exhausted their eligibility so I think that's one thing that you know I I feel very proud of with this group and this program is that we are retaining kids we are getting kids in here that want to be a part of Gardner-Webb and they want 
to, like you said, grow together. And so, yeah, I mean, we feel like it is special because we went through some hardships last year and everybody said, you know what, it's going to be worth it. Let's come back and let's grow and let's, let's go win some games and do some damage. So uh, again, I feel very, very proud of the fact that our, our program is able to retain so well. And, um, you know, I think it'll, it'll pay dividends for us, um, moving forward. So the season opens this upcoming Friday, February 9th. You are hosting the Running Bulldog Classic. Three other teams will be here, Delaware, Youngstown State, ETSU. It is a total of 10 games in three days. You will play five games. You will play all of those opponents, but it starts with Friday, 3 p.m. versus Delaware. Free admission, so come on out to the Brinkley Softball Stadium. Uh, check out Coach Wigness, her team, and your brand-new turf on the field. Tell us all about that and how that came together. Yes, so we did just get uh, new infield turf, and then we got um, the new logo out in center field. We have the the new Bulldogs, so we're excited about that. But really, we just – I got a call. Um, it was in, you know, September or October from Dr. Goodrich, our athletic director, saying – I got money for the turf. It was just um, a guy and his daughter down in Florida that just really, they they love sports. They love God. They want to support um, a Christian institution. So, uh, you know, thankfully we, we got the money um, to put in a new infield turf. So it was installed over over winter break. So we came back to, to brand new turf. It was a nice little Christmas surprise for, for the team. That may seem like a small thing uh, to the average fan, but for a team that's practicing and playing on it every day, how does that change things for you? Yeah, so this turf, it's it's a little bit thicker than what than what we're used to. Um, so I think just having the whole month to prepare, you know, the ball, it, it it's comes off a little bit different, um, especially on ground balls in the infield. So it's been huge to have it for this long, um, you know, whereas it could have been installed this week and we kind of would have been like, okay, we have, you know, a few days to get used to it. So it's huge for us. And also just, just having turf, you know, when it rains, we're still outside and that's, you know, not a lot of people can say that. So it's huge to, to have turf and to have a, um, you know, good turf because that that infield turf that we had the last few years was wearing down pretty thin rips and and stuff like that so we're just excited and very grateful to have that out there at this level in the big south conference this softball facility as a whole from the locker room spaces the office spaces and meeting spaces to the press box to the hitting facility over the left field fence really stand out um What's next on on your radar for you know as you try to advance the program, not just on the field but off the field? What's next in your eyes? Yeah, so definitely, I think you know it starts with winning. But we'd love to you know grow our fan base a little bit more, pack out Brinkley Stadium a little bit more, and eventually when that happens, you know expanded seating, um, maybe over the dugouts. That's that's kind of a long term goal for me. And then um, I think for us, just kind of doing a little bit more on the technology side of things. You know, um, there's a lot of services out there, a lot of things that that we aren't necessarily taking advantage of that I think, you know, we need to start to not be competitive in the Big South, but be competitive nationally. Um, so that's that's really the big picture for me. But, you know, we have a good foundation here. We have, like you said, the office spaces, the indoor hitting facility is, is a game changer for us. You know, recruits love it. We love it. Um, you know, we can always get so many things done in practices and such. So um, but yeah, I think those those things are are next for for me. What you got in that coffee mug there? 
Oh, this is just my black coffee. Yeah, I learned this about you uh, a couple weeks ago. You know, in the age of every everybody walks into Starbucks and orders dessert, as I see on campus <laughs> all the time, please tell me how you became a black coffee drinker. Yeah, so uh, my first year <laughs> out of college, I was, I was coaching, and I was at um, an NAIA school, Arizona Christian, out in Phoenix, and uh, you know, I wasn't I wasn't full time. I was only getting a stipend, so I got a stipend. I was doing lessons. Um, I had to start paying back some student loans, so I was kind of hurting for cash a little bit. So uh, creamer was just too expensive, so I just started drinking coffee black to save money. And you know, ten years later, I'm still doing it. I don't drink Starbucks. Okay, okay, occasionally I like the gingerbread lattes. Um, no pumpkin spice. They'll get that out of here. Um, so occasionally, but yeah, I mean, I spend, you know, $13 a month on my Folgers coffee and, you know, some people spend $13 on a single Starbucks order. I don't teach their own, but not for me. Welcome to the real side of actually drinking coffee and uh, not drinking dessert every morning. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I don't really like sugar either, so kind of works out for me. So this time of the year, game week is uh, here. It's upon us. You wake up in the morning, you pour your cup of black coffee, and what's a day in the life of Bailey Wigness look like right now during what I assume is probably about as busy as the schedule can get? Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, but usually I wake up, um, try to get a workout in, and if I can, um, you know, if I can, walk, walk do- uh, Dilly, my dog. She just turned four, so wow. happy birthday, Dilly. Um yeah, and then come to the office, you know, right now we're watching a lot of film, um, especially preparing for three different opponents. It's It can be tough, so trying to get as much film in, and then, you know, we have kids coming in and out for extra work all the time, so if I'm not watching film, I'm, you know, in the cages with someone, or, um, you know, and then we have practice, and then I try to not watch a lot of film at home just to kind of give my brain a little break, but, you know, obviously right now it's um it can be a little bit crazy so sometimes film sometimes not but just really trying to trying to get ready ready for the for the season anything particularly on the schedule different that excites you this year uh I think this year we're hosting three tournaments which usually we've we've hosted two in the past so we're we're excited to play a little bit more at home um but yeah pretty pretty much everything else try to be consistent we'll play Clemson again so we always look forward to that it's a good test for us in our program um but yeah I think just the exciting thing is the um the uh tournament schedule and then the conference tournament this year is at Winthrop so you know very close to home so hopefully you know we get a lot of our our own fans out there and um you know we'll see we'll see how that goes and as you look at the conference uh, obviously Campbell as of this year no longer in the league that's a program that had been pretty good in recent years and I'll remind folks, uh, I think this would have been right before you got here, back in 2021, they won the championship on this field. So that, that's a very good program, no longer in the league. Uh, how does the Big South Conference look to you um, as a whole this year? Yeah, I, I really think it's anybody's game right now. Um, you know, a lot of our conference schools, they lost a lot in the portal. Um, so I think everybody's kind of looking at it like, okay, Campbell's gone. Some of the best players from the Big South are gone. They've moved on to other schools. So I think everyone's kind of foaming at the mouth a little bit um, to, to get in there and try to try to prove themselves. Um, but I really think, you know, we, we're going to be very competitive this year just with our retention. Um, 
our our pitching this year again we're healthy so uh, you know we're very optimistic especially about the big south and i mean last year we were you know we were close in a lot of games i mean we lost um three series by one by one run you know and that's a whole series you know that could have changed you know winning one or two of those series could have completely changed the, the outlook of the season so um we were close last year even with all the injuries that we had so very optimistic for the big south and um you know taking care of Delaware first on Friday. Friday, 3 p.m., you play two that day. You play the two late games Friday at 3, and then scheduled start time for the second game is at 5. Again, it's 10 games in three days, the Running Bulldog Classic. Your team will play in five of them across the three days, Friday, February 9th through Sunday, February 11th. Come on out to the Brinkley Softball Stadium. Admission is free to Gardner-Webb Softball, so give me your pitch to the fans. Well, Come watch us. Be loud. Wear red and black. You can bring your dogs. We're a dog-friendly stadium, so if that's enticing to anybody. But, um, you know, it's going to be an exciting exciting team to watch this year, so hopefully we, we can pack Brinkley out, um, you know, not only for opening day but for the rest of the year. So let's go, dogs. Bailey Wigness, always fun, my friend. Enjoy it. Thank you, Phil. All right. We'll see you out there. That's Bailey Wigness, head coach of the Gardner-Webb softball program and that does it for this edition of the Gardner Web Coaches Show podcast presented by Alpha Graphics South Charlotte thanks for joining us we'll catch you next time the Gardner Web Coaches Show podcast is a presentation of the Running Bulldogs Sports Network any reproduction retransmission or other use of this podcast without the express written consent of Gardner Web Athletics is strictly prohibited announcers are selected by Gardner Web University You've been listening to the Gardner-Webb Coaches Show podcast presented by Alpha Graphics South Charlotte.